And now, it's time to lace them up. Here's Brett and Steve. Welcome back. This is part two of our uh, 42nd episode. Is that right? 42nd? 43rd? Episode, yeah, it definitely didn't last forty seconds, though. No, 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 good one, good one. Um, yeah, we we've now been online for about we're about to be for three hours. It seems like. Yeah, we um, knew it was gonna be a long. One. We knew it was gonna be a long one because, um, but we to our to to be fair, we thought the expansion. We knew the expansion draft was gonna be long, but we didn't expect there to be much hockey news. But there was a lot of hockey news, so um, whatever. Um, so yeah, let's go to the rapid fire. Um, we're going to start with, we're going to do something um, every week now, uh, where it's going to be a poll of the week. Uh, so the first question for the poll of the week was, what should we primarily talk about on this week's episode? Um, and we're going to talk about the Lawson Krause trade that happened last week. Um, with um, And the, the other options are Yuri Hudler, uh Jared Bednar is going to be an Avs coach, um, and then I think I had like a World Cup preview option as our last one. Yeah, um, I think it was other. I, I I said other, but I I don't know. I probably should have put World Cup. I wonder if that had would have had an effect on it either way. Spo- but. Spoiler alert: We're talking about all four. But yeah, uh, we're going to talk about all four. Yeah, the Kraus trade once, we'll but we're going to talk about the Kraus trade first, um, and more in depth. Um, so Arizona gets, um, Dave Boland and Lawson Krauss. Um, and if you listen to our, um, expansion draft episode yesterday, um, somehow, um, <laughs> you, uh, we talked about this a bit, uh, when we were talking about Arizona, um, Lawson Krauss is unprotected now, um, exempt. Uh, but yeah, they also have Dave Bolin. So Arizona gets uh, Dave Bolin, Lawson Krauss from Florida for an Arizona 2018 second, and the better between Arizona or Detroit's 2017 third. So whoever, whichever one's the better pick of those two, the um, Arizona second becomes a third if Krauss doesn't burn a year off his ELC. Which I think is an interesting part about this. Which is at least 10 games, by the way. Yeah. Which I think is an interesting uh, condition for this trade. Because it's like, like, what do you do if you're... Like, Arizona is not going to play Lawson Krause anyways this year. So mm-hmm. it's like, alright, it's... <laughs> it's um, I'm not going to burn a year off his contract anyways. So um, that's an uh, interesting wrinkle there. Um, because I feel like Arizona is like a year away from them. Um, is it, it was a surprising trade just because Lawson Krause, um, I know he, from, I obviously I haven't seen him play in the juniors, but I, during his draft year, I do remember like them talking about like he has like a Milan Lucic type build and he's still risky because he's like a vulture kind of player. Um, and he plays very physically. Um, but that may, he may not be able to produce his own points. So, I don't know. Um, it's an interesting move. I don't know, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts? Well, the, the fact of the matter is when you're going to be playing around guys like Dylan Strom and, and Max Domi and Anthony Duclair, I guess you don't really have to worry about uh, putting up your own points because you're probably going to be playing on the same team as those guys now. Um, on Florida, you know, they, you, you would still have talents like Huberto and Barkov yeah. as well. Um, and, and you just look at, at at some of his experience in the OHL. I mean, yeah, OHL numbers are overrated, but you, you look at his first season when he got 15 goals and 27 points in 63 games. He elevated that to a 30-goal season and 51 points in 56 games. And he was well over a point a game, 62 points in 49 games last year with Kingston. And he only scored 23 goals that year. And then at the World Junior Hockey Championships with Canada, he got five points in five games. I think personally Florida pulled the plug too soon because you only yeah, in the system for about a year or two. What Didn't even really play an AHL game, let alone an NHL game. Um, and, and 
this is smart for Arizona because they get another talented prospect yeah. for taking on a bad contract. And Florida had to give up something in order to get David Bullen's contract off their back. Yeah. Arizona, again, took advantage of that. They have three bad contracts on their roster right now <laughs> that probably aren't going to be playing a darn game for them this year. Yeah, yeah. For sure, Pronger and uh, Datsuk, because Pronger is pretty much physically unable to play, and Datsuk is in Russia. Yeah. Um, and Boland, you know, he's probably going to be playing in the Myers this year, so that could still be three right. players. So again, Arizona not in any not in any way ready to succeed just yet, taking on a bad contract, making themselves better in the long term. Uh, I think it's a very smart move by a very young general manager who is looking like an absolute genius right now. But it, I'm just thinking, is there more to this Lawson Krauss story? Like, I don't think they give up a player like Lawson Krauss for nothing. True. Like, I well, I was gonna say I think they could have given up too. Yeah, you uh, well, you mentioned it a little bit uh, just a while ago that like Florida, if Florida, I guess wanted to get rid of this Bolin contract, they're competing. They want to compete right now. You know, Yager and Luongo aren't getting any younger. Um, and, and they've already been signing. And they have a good core. And they have a and they have a good young core already. Yeah. So. I think that it's something that they can afford to do. Um, and I guess they just desperately wanted to get, like they, they got someone who wanted to take a contract. They wanted uh, Dave Boland's contract. They, that's like a miracle within itself. Yeah. Um, so I think like, and that's the only part and, of the trade that Florida won is that yeah, they yeah. got David Boland off their, exactly. Off their, uh, and I think, points. and I think Arizona said like, said like, okay, we'll take Boland. But you're gonna have to make it interesting for us, because so they, you know, they added Lawson Krauss, and I think otherwise, I don't think Arizona would do it if Lawson Krauss wasn't involved. Again, I guess it it all depends. The majority of this deal also depends on how well or not well Lawson Krauss is gonna do in Arizona and True. who Florida takes. How they use right. those two draft picks? Yeah, because that's also gonna be key. They could trade away one of those draft picks to get someone. More experienced and better than Lawson. Yeah, yeah, and as I mentioned before, and actually now in these past two episodes, uh, Jonathan Chaka is like a genius. Um, he's, he's definitely not afraid to. He's definitely not afraid to eat yeah. a lot of burritos and be bold because yeah, yeah. he's made a lot of bold decisions. But he's like, like he already there hasn't like been one bold decision that he's made that I haven't liked yet. Exactly, same here. Like uh, Dvorak, Domi, Strom. Um, Duclair, um, now Glossen Kraus, uh, Chikrin, um, yeah, they're all going to be, uh, they're all prospects. He's, oh, John Chikrin, I said David Chikrin, I think. Um, but yeah, they're all going to be good in a couple years, so, um, yeah, I think he's like a genius now. Um, alright, um, I think we talked about, I know we said primarily talk about, but I think... That at the time of this trade, Arizona looks yeah. like the early winners here, simply based on who they got. Yeah, but, but at the same time, Florida like every trade's like five, right. six, seven years down the road. We true. Before, then we'll probably know who really won this. And thing. true, and like Lawson Krauss may not pan out too, as well yeah. as the fact that Florida is in a better position right now than Arizona is. I think um, the, the offensive so. upside. I think if he just plays physical, like they, they, yeah. Arizona needs grit. And yeah. I certainly think Kraus can bring plenty of that. Yeah. So if he can chip in thirty to forty points and be a physical guy, I I, I, I would like I, I would like that on, on on if I was the Arizona Coyotes GM, I would really like that. If he can exceed those expectations, but I'd say thirty to forty points. He doesn't have to light up the league. Thirty to forty points and can hit and protect your guys. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, same here. Um Yuri Hudler. Um, I'm trying to think, like, how many times, like I said, primarily talk about on this week's episode. Like, I guess nine minutes is enough. Um, <laughs> Yuri Hudler t- to Dallas for one year, $2 million. Um, this was a kind of surprising mood, because if Dallas needed any more forwards, um, they don't really. Um, but, um, yeah, I guess 
he should help, but he'd probably be a third liner guy, which is kind of crazy considering how he was like a couple years ago. But um, he's like an interesting depth move for them. Um, it's it's a low risk, high reward situation. Yep. They they waited and waited and waited uh, for Yuri Hoodler to basically settle. Yeah, because you can be sure with the kind of seasons that he had in Calgary, especially the one before last year. Everyone was operating on the assumption of, well, if we can get him to the kind of numbers that he right. had in Calgary, you know, we're probably gonna have to pay a lot more. Yeah, Dallas just stood pat, sat tight, and just waited for a decent price, and $2 million came up, and they got him. Yep. And they have a lot of other players that they're paying more than Yuri Hoodler. This is a very, very yeah. uh, decent gamble for them to make, and I don't think it's one that they lose. Yeah. However, they're going to have to trade for a defenseman. Because Somehow. they haven't re-signed Chris Russell yet. I don't know if they want to re-sign Chris Russell yet. Regardless, they haven't. Oh, yeah, Chris Russell hasn't been signed yet. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jason Demers... Lost to free agency. He's gone to Florida now, as we previously mentioned. Right. So he's not there. Um, and Bologoski, they traded his rights to Arizona, who promptly signed to a long-term deal and a no-trade. No movement. So now, basically, it's it's Kleinberg and friends. Yeah. So if I'm Dallas and I need to shore up on defense, I look at one of the other forwards. Yeah. I don't even know if Hemsky is treatable, but one of the other depth forwards that I have that could probably get me some draft picks or, or even a decent defenseman to put in right now, but just some kind of defense that you can just plug into your lineup. They need something on to be To be fair to that, though. more of a depth signing that leads to that trade. To be fair to that, they have uh, Oleski-esque. They also have Stephen Johns um, in their system. So those guys have to step up, but they have to do it, like, now, not, yeah, like, Stephen in a couple Johns, of years. I, I, saw him, I saw him play um, a couple of games yeah. uh, in the NHL this year, and, he, and, he, and I, I've heard that he's looked pretty good. Yeah. So that's probably yeah, Stephen Johns. That's my point, though. The, the hype on the, Ale- on the Alexiak, true. But they, they, need, they need immediate support on defense. Yeah, they no, I agree with that. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying that, like, it's not like they're, like, unheard of people, but they do have, like, some players that could, who need to take the step forward. Um, So, Patrick Waugh left, uh, we talked about him in last week's episode, uh, last week's, uh, last two weeks, the last episode. Uh, uh, So, uh, they have signed their new head coach. Um, Jared Bednar, he was the coach of the AHL Calder Cup, Lake Erie Monsters. Um, this is a interesting choice just in terms of, um, but I mean, I guess it's, we'll see how he does. Um, considering he took a, I mean, he took a team, um, in the AHL to a championship. Um, I'm not sure who else is available, so... Considering like who else is available, this is a good pick. I think it was the best, maybe the best pick they could have gone with. Because yeah. I mean, the, the, as far as experienced head coaches go, I think the only one in, in the works that they probably would have considered is Bob Hartley. Yeah, he previously coached the or they McLean. Had a lot of superstars on that team and a lot of good defensemen. I don't think he would be the right mold, especially considering you yeah. look at at Calgary and how they fared this year. Or um. Under Bob Hartley, I'm, I'm not so sure if um, and also a guy to lead a team that is expecting to make the playoffs. They could have gone with uh, Paul McLean too. Paul McLean as well, yeah. But you, you look at defensive structure that they, I think the Sens really relied too much on defense under Paul McLean's tenure. True, and um, and Colorado doesn't really have that. Yeah, exactly. They don't have much defense to begin with. Yeah, um, yeah. A, important thing to note about Bednar and the team that he coached. He went. They went fifteen and two in the playoffs last year. Best record for a team in four rounds. And while he played games as a player with the St. John's Maple Leafs, the Grand Rapids Griffins, and the Rochester Americans, the forty-four-year-old from Yorkton, Saskatchewan, never saw time at the National Hockey League level as a player. Come mm-hmm. October, as a coach, that will change. Um, and and you look at you look at previous you know newbies to the NHL that that uh, had instant success in the NHL. It doesn't happen often, but you saw it with Patrick Waugh. In his first year with the Avs, they did splendid. True. But it's the long-term success that's going to really be criticized. Like, they're not... Yeah. They're not... 
the fans aren't really going to remember what a coach did in his first year. It's over a three-year, four-year, five-year period how he fared. And they're looking for consistent success. And like like every like every coach coming in, it's going to be long-term success that's going to keep him his job or cost him his job. And I think if Patrick Waugh isn't able to turn this team around, if this guy isn't able to turn this team around, I think the organization needs to look at themselves and say, is it the team that needs to change? True. Is it the structure of yeah. the team that needs no, to change? No, that's a good point. It's like a make or break for this team to see if, like, if it was just the coach who uh, was the problem or was it the, the chemistry in the team? Yeah. I think the real, really the only chance for them to really find out is if they give a guy like Matt, Matt, Mike Babcock a shot and if he can't succeed, True. Then, then you know. Although, I mean, to, to be fair, like ben, we don't know anything about this, uh, this coach, so he could be a yeah. bad coach too. So uh, there's something like that. I think this is more of like a wait-and-see thing we'll like we'll see if this yeah. could work out for them this could also be a disaster for them too so yeah i think, we'll I think have it's to see. a little bit of both for sure like yeah. dallas uh, we've talked about many times colorado yeah. needs help on defense true it can't, it can't be just about barry you're right and eric johnson yeah, yeah. uh jonas enroth is uh signed to toronto for one year 750k so not even a million um i actually like this move um, it's a short-term move. It gives it's a short-term move. It's like um, it's like a backup goalie for a rebuilding team. Yeah. Um, and Roth actually had a decent year last year, so um, yeah, I kind of like this move. Um, another the, form. The, 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 the thing to keep note of is two point one seven GAA and a seven five and one record came on a team against the Kings, who true usually plays well defensively. Right. It'll be interesting to see what I think it's like it's young and experienced defense for, what, uh, what uh, he's able to do at Toronto. But for, again, he's not expected to play majority right. of the games. So. No, no, but for like a rebuilding team like Toronto, I think this is a good move for them. Yeah. Um because it's like it's he's not expected to be like good, you know. He's just the, And he's a backup, you know. Exactly. Uh, Gergenzins, Zemgis, now we have some, uh, contracts to go up. Zemgis, uh, Zemgis Gergensons, uh, yeah. re-signed to the Sabre for one year, 1.5 million. So a good deal. Um, we'll see about that. We talked about, um, I don't know if you have anything on that. Um, uh, well, it, it's, it's interesting that in his so-called all-star season, which he scored 15 goals and 30 points. He only scored just seven last year. Right. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see on a one-year prove-it deal um, how, how well uh, Jurgensen's performs with the Sabres. Right. Uh, and, you know, maybe some of the new additions um, are going to help him out a little bit. But I guess it's it really depends on how they slot him. But I think he's going to get more opportunities to succeed. And I think based on what he does with those opportunities, uh, I think they are going to have to make a tough decision on Jurgensen's. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Peary uh, is now a Ranger, um, so they signed VC uh, the other week, and now they got Brandon Peary, another young guy. So the Rangers are now building up a lot of young guys. They have now, as I just mentioned, VC. They also had um, Zabinajad, and now Brandon Peary. Um, one year, one point one million. Um, I think this is actually a good deal. I think Peary's going to be so a good guy for them. Yeah, I like this move. Um, Rangers are slow, slowly getting better. Um, they might make the playoffs now. I think. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be as strong a team, like you said, in the past years that we've seen. I think. I yeah. still think they're going to be a playoff team, but even more so now. I mean, you get a bomb yeah. six guy can form the bomb six one point yeah, one I mean, a year. 15 to 20 goal score. Like yeah. in his first three years, he's got 49 NHL goals. Yeah, and credit to Gordon who like realized, okay, we need a lot of young players. We don't have a ton of draft picks. So let's get a guy like Jimmy VC. Let's get a guy like uh, Zabinajev. Let's get a guy like Brandon Peary. And, you know, they do it that way instead of going through the draft because, I don't know, who knows with these people in the draft. I mean, I'm sure they didn't plan it that way, but, you know, they make with what they have. Yeah. Um, speaking of former Rangers, um, Scott Gomez retires. Um, 
this I always I'll always think I mean Scott Gomez was really good on the Devils in his early years. Um, then he went to the Rangers, didn't do so well. Then he went to the Montreal for the legendary Ryan McDonough trade. Um, actually kind of makes me wonder, it's like, what would uh, the league be like now if McDonough and Subban were on the same team, you know? Um, in Montreal, it's like, they may, may have won the Stanley Cup. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he... Really fell off in Montreal. Then he had a bit of a resurgence when he re-signed back with New Jersey. And he went around the league to different teams. Um, but yeah, so now he's uh, retired. Um, he's not a Hall of Famer. But I think people will always remember him for that McDonough trade. Yeah, um, unfortunately, unfortunately for Montreal, they're going to remember him yeah. for that. But he had a, he had a guy. decent career, but he's not Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, and well, for a guy out of Alaska, I think he's probably one yeah. of the more decorated players that they I think have he has. That, I think he's like history of that state. Yeah, I think he has the most points of the guy from a uh, guy from Alaska. And you, you look at you look surprisingly, at Alaska doesn't have a lot of players in the league for they some. Have they had Conklin for a oh, little bit. Oh, yeah, I bit forgot about Dubinsky. He played in three winter classics and won all three. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, with three different teams, I think, too. And what's, what a lot of people know about Gomez is that in 2000, he won the Calder Trophy. He won two Stanley Cups with the Devils. But in his first 11 seasons, in, the, in 10 of his first 11, he recorded at least 50 points. Unfortunately, yeah. after that, he never had another 50-point season again. So, yeah. But his first 11 seasons, uh, they, they're, they're pretty valuable. So, And it, it's not that, you know, his first year with Montreal, he actually, his first year or two, maybe even three with Montreal, were pretty respectable. But after that, it's, it's where things kind of fell off the rails from points-wise. But uh, I, I think based on, on the contract that he was making, I think that's what uh, what most people are going to be remembered for, uh, remembering him for is that yeah. he never really lived up to the kind of money he was being paid once he signed that contract, and, and yeah. it's sad. But he had a decent still, career. Still a respectable career. Decent career. Um, Stanley Cups, two Stanley Cups with the Devils. So, yep. um, Pier- Pietrangelo. Uh, I messed it up. Pietrangelo. Yeah. Pietrangelo. Very tough last name. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, usually I am good with pronunciations, but for some reason I couldn't do that one. Anyways, he's the Blues captain. Um, I, for some reason, thought there was a chance that Tarasenko would be the Blues captain because it is his team, but uh, Pitcherangelo um, has been there longer. Yeah, has been there longer. I think he's the better leader. Yeah, Um, and and he's been on the team longer, so um, it's like a no-brainer in that sense, so... Um, good for him. Uh, another captain announcement. Which um, came exactly a week after the Blues named Petrangelo their captain. Yep. Um, Blake Wheeler is the Jets' new captain. Um, it's another good choice. Um, I'm not, maybe Bufflin, um, but, yeah, I think Wheeler is probably the better option. I don't, um, I, don't, I don't think Bufflin, I think if it wasn't Wheeler, it was Shifley. Oh, yeah, Shifley's but, another um, one. But, yeah, Shifley and Bufflin, they're both assistant captains. So right. So they, they've been promoted in a sense. Yeah. Um, but Wheeler's a good choice, too. He's, you know, he's probably their best player now, so. Yeah. Well, he was last year. Um, Coyotes, um, in other good news, that uh, more praise for the Coyotes and Chica. Um, they hire Dom Braid as a full-time skating coach, which means she's the first woman to coach full-time in the NHL. Just a shout-out to her, um, yeah. really. And I think you have some other, like, uh, facts about this yeah, new story. Yeah, I, 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 the, the fact that uh, she's the first woman to receive full-time duties in the NHL, that's, yeah. that's, pretty, that's pretty impressive. But what she's done uh, as as part-time NHL employee has been just as tremendous uh, because during her days as a part-time, she was a consultant for the Anaheim Ducks, the Buffalo Sabres, Calgary Flames, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Prior to that, um, 
actually should be known before she was a consultant for the Dutch Leafs, Sabres, and Flames. She was a part-time skating coach with the Coyotes. So basically promoting her through the ranks. But before all of that happened, she had a role that's lasted seven years at the Athletes Training Center in Mississauga, Ontario. Um, she served as the director of skating development there. And a period of time over that course of the seven years that she spent there, uh, it involved lots of one-on-one instructing with several NHL talents. And the most notable um, player that uh, that uh, she helped improve his skating was New York Islanders captain John Tavares. Mm. So you look at all of the young players, Duclair, Domi, again, Dylan Strome, that the Coyotes are going to have up the ranks. If their skating can improve significantly and they really get the best out of those players, I, I think you will see that, that her instructions, are uh, they're really going to benefit from them. True. So, I do want to... Good on the Coyotes for, yeah. for seeing the professional side of things. That it's does, a really good hire on, on Something teams. that you don't really think about, but I guess... Does every team have a skating coach? Um, maybe like a developing coach, skill development coach, oh, okay. a conditioning coach. But yeah, no, I, I understand conditioning. I was just thinking because like all these players, you know, have know how to skate for. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I guess yeah, I, I didn't really think about like a skating coach, but yeah, I mean, obviously not to. Uh, detract from the, the accomplishment. Either way, I, I love this hire. John, yeah, John I like, Jake, I like John it too. Jake, again, looks like a genius. Yeah, I know, exactly. He is a genius. We should... <laughs> um, we're, that's what sh- our title of this podcast should be called. Sean, shake us a genius. <laughs> um, World Cup stuff now. Um, so, prelims are actually this Thursday on September 8th. Um right around where the football season starts. Um, yeah, the day of, I believe. Um, I don't think... I think that's probably unintentional, maybe intentional, but it's going to be on ESPN for the first time since um, a while. I know that's not news for you guys, um, because... I, I know NBC, is, uh, NBC and Fox kind of dominated the landscape for hockey in the U.S. That much in I the mean. U.S., but ESPN used to have NHL, but then yeah, they, they let and then the lockout. Um, they uh, NHL stopped terminated that contract, so then they went to NBC, and now a lot of hockey fans. I used to hate ESPN for just neglecting hockey because they don't talk about hockey anymore on ESPN. Yeah. But now I get all my news online anyway, so I don't even watch ESPN anymore, unless it's like, unless the Patriots or the yeah, Red Sox Patriots are playing, on Monday Night Football. or the Red Sox are playing and yeah. it's blacked out on this. Yeah, I, so. I know for sure baseball. They, yeah, they tackle that a lot. Um, so that's the only time I really watch ESPN. It's just when my two teams are on, um, that they show, but. Um, so I, I, like, I used to care, because, like, I used to watch ESPN a lot, but now I'm just like, eh. <laughs> I get all my information online anyways. But, uh, anyway, so... But, by the way, it starts but, off with, with Team USA, yeah. Team Europe, that's Saturday, September 17th. But anyways, yeah, it's still, it's still cool that ESPN is doing this, because it's like, it shows that, hey, they're taking an interest in us. Yeah. Um... Like, you know, because, like, I know, like, the media landscape is different, where in, like, Canada, like, like for instance, that whole Drew Eng story, um, like, that was, like, the top story for a month in Canada. Oh, yeah. It was hardly talked about on ESPN, so, um, so that's just a difference between, um, U.S. coverage of hockey and, um, Canada's coverage of hockey, um, which, I mean... It's, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, like, I, if I were ESPN, I probably wouldn't want to cover a sport that I don't have a contract with um, and spend more time on with football and baseball that does have a, and basketball that does have contracts. So yeah, like over the TS, on, on TSN, basically the Canadian version of ESPN, yeah. they have exclusive rights to the CFL. Every single CFL. But they used to have rights to hockey, right? So. But yeah, you're right. Though it, it is now that sports, yeah, it's it's a lot like TSN, but to yeah. a less extent because TSN yeah. still covers hockey, right? Yeah. 
But uh, the, the bigger story about this yeah. tournament isn't Sorry. necessarily when it gets started, is how many big names are dropping like flies <laughs> due to injury. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but first things first, um, yeah, I'll get going. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I would have ranted about ESPN a little bit more, but I don't even care anymore. Um, if you, t if, if we had this discussion, like maybe five, 10 years ago, I probably would be furious uh, about it. But anyways, all right. Uh, Crosby's, uh, Canada's captain. I would like to call team captain obvious. Or Captain Serious. Jonathan Taze. You give consideration to Taze every time, but you still go with Crosby. Like, well, Crosby. yeah, I mean, but you would... To make it official, official, Crosby's going Yeah, it, it's not really a surprise, but I, you couldn't make a case for Taze. Um, but, like, this is, like, one of those things where it's, like, like either one, it's, it doesn't really matter, you know? It's, like, it's Canada. Um... Speaking of which, uh, Couture replaces Ben for Canada's World Cup. Um, and so Couture made comments on Crosby during the Stanley Cup final, and now yeah, they're on the same team. Yeah. I think he said, I think he said that, like, uh, I think Couture said that, like, well, he's gonna cheat for my team if he's gonna cheat, which I thought was funny. Um, it's surprising, though, that, uh, it's not Taylor Hall. Um, is going to replace him, but because it's like yeah, I, I, they made the right choice. Sure. Just because, but just, just based, based on, on like the fact that Ben is a left winger, Hall is a left winger, so he's like the next uh, best yeah, left I winger. Guess on the wings, it makes um, and but um, I mean, you can't really go wrong with whoever on Canada because they're stacked <laughs> in every position. Yeah. Um, but um, still, I mean, I I'd probably go with. Hall instead of Couture, but maybe, I don't know, uh, f as you'll probably see for a lot of these things, it's like, it may be that, you know, Hall just didn't want to go, um, which is also possible. Um, and maybe he doesn't like Canada that much anymore after the Edmonton trade. Uh, did you hear that he... Well, after the Edmonton... Well, this is just, like, a weird thing, because he was... I think he said that, like, he takes a grudge on Edmonton um, now, she should, um, but, like, and now he's all in, like, New Jersey and whatnot, so, I don't know. Anyways, uh, this is a stupid thing. Lundquist, um, uh, might be out. Apparently, he has a golf injury. Yeah, appar apparently, as the story goes, um, I think he was, uh, he was swinging at a club, and, I don't know, he jammed something, but, uh, hurt, hurt, a, hurt a rib or something like that, from what I heard from Complete Hockey News. Team Sweden or the New York Rangers wouldn't say, um, at the time of recording this podcast, uh, the extent of the injury, if this will keep him out of the World Cup of Hockey. If I'm the Rangers, and there's even a chance they could miss half the tournament, I keep him out for the full thing because you don't want him out for an extended period yeah, of time. It's true. So, if that's the case, though, it should be noted that Robin Leonard also won't be playing due to injury. And if yeah. Lundqvist doesn't play... That basically leaves Sweden with Jakob Markstrom and Jonas Enroth in goal. And considering the fact that Finland plays in their division, Russia plays in their division, and the underdogs from Team North America play in their division, who you know are, aren't as experienced as the as Russia, Finland, Sweden, but I think could still give a lot of teams a run for their money. All of a sudden, Sweden's in a pretty bad spot. So. Definitely worth monitoring if, if your team's sweet. Henrik Lundqvist, it'll be interesting to see how that status changes if it does. True. Um, yeah, they're, they're, Sweden's kind of in trouble if they don't have Lundqvist. Um, and they, and they've, already, they've already lost a couple of other, their other right. guys. I don't know if True. you want to get to them as well while we're at it. Well, yeah, I was going to, but I guess we can do that now. Uh, Hampus Lindholm replaces Cronwall for Sweden yeah. World Cup. This is not really surprising because, you know, he should have. Um, um, to begin with, and uh, Michael Backlund replaces Zetterberg in Sweden. And as I mentioned before, I think Zetterberg is going to be uh, is going to take a, a step back. Yeah. So maybe this is uh, good for them. Um, but um, yeah. So good to see what else they we'll have. We'll see. Um, Jay Baumeister. Jay Baumeister, yeah. Replaces the Duncan Keith for Canada as well. 
Uh, kind of surprisingly, it's not Giordano, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised about that too, actually. Yeah. I'd love to see what he could have done. But. Um, Monaghan's not in Team North America. Yeah. Uh, Trocek takes his place. Um, I, they're actually a dark candidate for me for like a medal. They might actually win the gold medal. Um, uh, Krejci is out, and Travis Cervenka is in. I didn't even realize... Yeah, Roman Cervenka is... Roman Cervenka? Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> also, it was reported that Jeff Carter might miss a good chunk of the okay. tournament yesterday, even the entire tournament, due to a lower body injury. Corey Perry is replacing him on the roster. Oh, okay. A duck replaced the king. All right. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, also, this could be a big blow to Team Europe. Uh, Frederick Anderson glided into a teammate in the final minutes of a Olympic qualifying match between Denmark and Slovenia. So one of his Danish teammates glided into him. I saw the replay. He didn't look all that good. Uh, going back to Toronto for further tests, so his status at the point we're recording this podcast is unknown. But probably by the time you're listening to it, you'll probably have more info on Frederick Anderson's status um, it all, uh, un- unlike Team Sweden, I believe Yaroslav Halak and Thomas Grice, um, I- I've heard uh, their names thrown around that either one of them could maybe see more playing time as a result. So um, it may not be the be-all and end-all of Team Europe, but still, it- 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 I think it would be a significant blow uh, to their chances of maybe even giving teams a bit of a scare in the tournament. But it helps that they're playing in a bit of a weaker division. I think yeah. of the two divisions, Canada, Czechs, Team Europe, and the U.S., I think are the weaker of the two divisions. So yeah. um, I think they could I think they could make do with Halak and Grice if that was the case. But still, uh, Frederick Anderson, I think, would be a valuable contributor, and it'll be yeah. interesting to see what his status is. But that is kind of interesting. Nothing official that he's out yet. I didn't know about that Anderson news. Um, yeah, that uh, came through the fight yesterday. So that means he could be out for. Is he? Oh, so we don't know how bad it is. We don't know how bad um, it is. He's going to Toronto for further yeah. testing. Probably by the time people listen to this on we'll Monday know. or Tuesday, I'll probably have more info. Um. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah. I was just thinking in terms of like. Um. See, I guess that's the thing with like. Uh, like, doing the World Cup now before the season. It's like, all these guys, you don't want to risk injury. And I have a feeling there could be an injury during the World Cup where, like, people are going to be complaining. They're like, oh, my God, he missed the season because he's in this well, meaningless well, game. Well, I remember when John you know? Tavares got hurt in 2014 for yeah. Canada. I remember Gar Snow was not a happy camper after No, I know. That. I feel like the, like, like, I feel like the Olympics is different though in terms of because it's like more special it's more signified yeah. like you know like I like wait for Team USA like I'm like waiting for the day for Team USA to win in the Olympics and like that 2010 gold medal game was probably the best game I've seen yeah. of hockey in my life um so but like I feel like that's it's no way, way going to compare to the World Cup. Unfortunate ending for me, not so much for you, but for me, it was a bad ending. But um, it was still, that was a great game. Um, Alright, let's do a preview, though, for who's going to medal. I, I did mention that uh, Team North America is going to be, uh, it's like a dark horse candidate. I think they're going to get a silver. I think Canada is still the favorite, though. They're going to win. Um, this is assuming that everyone's going to try and whatnot. Um, okay, so from third to first, what was your order again? I'm going to say Canada, North America, and then uh, either Russia or Sweden. Sweden uh, if, assuming Lundqvist plays, um, but I'm going to go with Russia. I was. I don't think USA is going to medal. Just the team that they have. They made a yeah. lot of bad choices. So you think so. Russia and Sweet or Sweden for bronze? North America second and Canada first. Yes. It's interesting that you put North America second. I don't have them meddling. Okay. I think in the states they are going to give the Russians a run for their money. I don't think they're going to make it to the semis though. Okay. Um. I. Uh. Sweden. I don't think they medal either. Yeah. With or without Lundqvist. Um, oh. All right. 
Russia beats the U.S. for bronze, and Canada and Finland are going to face in the gold medal game. Canada and, and who? Yes, Finland? Yeah, uh, Canada and Finland for gold. Guess who wins? Canada. I pains me to say, but I think Finland. Well? I think Patrick Laine, the way he's been playing internationally, dating back to the last World Junior Hockey Championship, like he's been playing on a whole nother level. Yeah. And... and if, if Sebastian now, I, I think he's on the team as well, and and he he did some damage with uh, Lene on on those teams as well, yeah. and pretty much every single tournament that Patrick Lene has played in, he's he's established success. His team has made a deep run, so I, I think this is really going to be a statement tournament for Finland, mm-hmm. and I think I think Canada is only going to win so many tournaments before finally someone catches up to them and know. says, "You're not alone anymore." I like, think I, I agree with you. I think I think we're gonna see a new a new sheriff in town. I think Canada's gonna medal. I agree. I, I think Finland's going to be the team they really have to watch out for. I agree with that. I think Canada's dominance is gonna end sooner, but I don't think it's gonna be this year. Um, I I don't I I may I could see Finland maybe making bronze in my thing. I just think. Um, I like the idea of like having McDavid, Eichel, John Gibson's going to be in goal. I th- I don't know. I feel like um, Team North America is going to just surprise people. Yeah, and I, they're going to. I think they're going to surprise people to a certain extent. I think it's going to be a fun tournament yeah. to watch. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, like I think it's like obviously it's um, you know I I want the Bru- like to watch the Bruins, but you know this is good too. So, yeah, um, I, I, I think we're going to be very entertained by, by this yeah. whole spectacle. Um, but I, I think the fact that Keith is going to be out for Canada, that hurts him. Yeah. The fact that Jimmy Ben is going to be out for yeah, Canada. Yeah, but they have, I mean, that does hurt them. But I think, like, Couture and uh, um, Bowmeister aren't, like, no slouches either, you know. Oh, well, yeah, so. they're, no, they're no slouches. But yeah. Keith is, is one of the better defenders of this league. And, and that's still and I, and I think if you like look at like the fo- like the sl- if you just go by centers alone on Canada, yeah. you have like like they're all like top ten can- centers. You have Crosby, Tavares, uh, Bergeron, uh, Taze, um, Sagan. Um, did I say Sagan? I think I said Sagan. Yes. Um, uh, I'm I'm obviously missing some other ones, but well, you're you're probably gonna miss a lot. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Getzlav. I mean, uh, so it's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then the wingers are stacked too, so I don't yeah. know. I feel like just their forward depth. I feel like any goalies is like their yeah, worst nightmare. It's so. just that that Patrick Laney really yeah. really scares me. Yeah, and I think a lot of Canadian fans should be scared because. This, this guy... Yeah, but he's one player. More, I don't think there's a more dangerous shooter in this league that hasn't played a single angel game. <laughs> exactly. Maybe other than Austin. You're hyping him too much, man. He's he's just one player. He's, he's just one player, yeah, but it... Uh, Versus, just, like, just, like a slew of forwards that, like, could kill you. I don't know. Yeah, I'm it, also... I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the Finns are the top dog. I still think Canada yeah. going this tournament is the team to beat. But I, I think Finland is, is really the team that they should be concerned about. And I think at some point, I, I, if, if Canada had to lose a big tournament, I'd rather, given the choice, I'd rather well, obviously, have yeah. come second in this than the Olympics. But well, yeah. um, I think at some point, they're going to learn a lesson, and, and there's going to be a team that catches up to them. And I think Finland's probably the more capable of doing that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to root for Canada, but I think they're going to win. Yeah. Um, they're, they're certainly the early favorites. There's no question. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, what was I going to say? Um, I'm blanking on it. Whatever. Let's just go to the Bruins Send segment. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, we have one. Yeah. Well, it's only because there's only... Your your team made a move. My team made a move. Um, and they're both, like, you know, minor deals. But um, you can start off okay. with Cody well, Cece. As I briefly mentioned on Twitter, they re-signed Cody CC two-year deal. They went with the bridge deal. Average annual value of $2.8 million U.S., I believe. Um, so Cody CC gets a new two-year deal. Um, again, um, 
really good defense and really bright future. Good that they're keeping him around. It'll be interesting to see what he does in the next couple of years. I think if he does very, very, very well, um, he could he could get an even bigger pay raise. And then again, like I, I issued back a couple of episodes ago uh, in the fan reaction as to how much you be how much you should pay Cody Cece. I mean, if you give him a rich six year deal and pay him like three or four million per year, and he doesn't live up to that then, you know, it's a gamble that you lose. But if he does even better than that, then it looks like a steal. Right. If you sign him to a bridge contract and he plays exceptionally well, then you're going to have to really pay him big time when he becomes, when uh, two years down the road, when he's more experienced and got more points. So it'll be interesting to see how that tri- uh, how that, how that whole thing works out. But, uh, again, they keep him around for another two years. Let's oh. see how he does. I just got a report from Joe McDonald that uh, Henrik Lundqvist did not suffer an injury playing golf. He's fine and will play in the World Cup. Oh, so Sweden is safe for now. They're back on. Uh, so back yeah, on, so yeah. now, so now I'm definitely gonna say they're gonna get the bronze. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I think Sweden is. They're, yeah. they're usually from Earth. But I wouldn't. With Henrik but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if Finland or Russia get bronze either. Yeah, I think the fact that. I think they're a bit of inexperienced as well. But, but I, I just like their defense, though, because they have Lundqvist and Gold now. They yeah. have Carlson, Headman, who are, like, two of the best young defensemen in the league. Yeah, and Carlson, true. and then, you know, you have, I mean, sure, you have Zetterberg, Zedin, the Oh, no, you don't have Zetterberg anymore. You have Sedins and Erickson, who are a bit older. But you also have guys like Landis Gog, um, yeah. guys I, like... Um, Granlin. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think exactly. Philip, For, Philip Forsberg. I think I think Granlin is finished. Yeah. And Philip Forsberg. Um, yeah, I'm blanking on other Swedes, Steen, but I think. Soderberg. Um, Steen, yeah, he's Swedish. He's on the team, yeah, he's Swedish. Yeah. Um, sorry I, I, about I that. I think just in age, I think it's gonna yeah. up to him. Sorry about that. I just had to. No, no, no. It's good, to, good that you clarified, yeah. Um, and also, it looks like Thomas Hurdle and Gudis will not play for the Czech team at World Cup due to injuries. So, Krejci and now Hurdle and, and now Gudis. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, the, it's not great yeah, for their them. Their chances weren't, I don't think, that good to medal, and they're certainly not good now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, I'll get to the Bruins now. Um, I think that's it for... Recent news. Oh, and McDavid could don the C for the Oilers and Team North America. Yeah. That's not official, though. I think there was questions as to whether when Taylor Hall was stripped of the captaincy, or not stripped of the captaincy, but when there was rumblings that it probably wasn't going to be Taylor Hall, and now especially that he's traded. Yeah. Like, who are you going to give it to right now? Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Yeah. I would... It's anyone... Oh, why not McDavid? I think I'd give it. I, think it's I don't know. I would give it to um, Eberle. Yeah. He's been on the he's been on the team the longest. He's been on the team the longest. Well, yeah, but I, I Eberle's been on the team the longest, and he's also just been on the. I don't know. I I find it strange to like give it to the young guys. I understand he's the face of the franchise already, but I don't know. I, I don't like the idea of giving it to him after his rookie year. Like, maybe, like, uh, next year I'd be okay with it, but not this year. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. though, if they name a captain, I don't think they name a different captain. I think they're looking for a long, they're a long-term piece, and I think... Yeah, they, Jordan Everly's a long-term piece place. for them, though. Yeah, yeah, Everly, Everly could, I'm not saying Everly wouldn't be a good leader. Like, yeah. I mean, the World Juniors, yeah. there's, I don't think you could find a more clutch player than Everly. Yeah. Like, the guy scored timely goals, like... He scored at least four or five timely goals. Sure. That, 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 like, but, you couldn't doubt him in yeah. that tournament. But so, that being said, I can understand the reasoning for McDavid, and I wouldn't be like upset about it. But I yeah. would pick Eberle, personally. Yeah, it, it wasn't surprising, honestly, if, if McDavid uh, got the captaincy. Yeah. North America, I think. But I think... I don't know, North America, I have to look at the roster again, but I probably would go with the oldest guy on the team. <laughs> um... Oh, well, it's, one not, of it's, not, it's not going to be Monaghan, that's for sure. True, yeah. He's not even playing now. Right. Um, but back to the Bruins news, Bruins send segment. Uh, Dominic Moore, 
um, now brewing for one year. I like this move, uh, 900K. Yeah. Um, it's 1 million performance bonus if Bruins make playoffs and more plays a minimum of 42 games. Yeah. Uh, I like this move because it's a nice added depth. He's a good face-up guy. It's gonna, he's going to be a guy who's going to replace Chris Kelly. Um, yeah, he's not going to score. I know that. Um, but it's like a guy who's like a, he's a veteran guy who's going to help the young guys. So I like Break this move. Some grit too, like Break him, him and Backus too. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, those, that's pretty good when it and comes he's, to Yeah, and like, so we already have the best face-off guy in Bergeron. So, um, you know, we have another face-off guy. <laughs> and, and Backus is good in face-offs too. So, um, we're going to win every face-off, um, now. Um, um, is that it? I think so. Uh, I think um, I think we're all tapped out when it comes to sports for this week, anyway. Well, hockey, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, hockey for sure. Unless there's another. Let me. Another, yeah, I'm just gonna like. That's withdrawing from injury. That's yeah, I'm just gonna double check to make sure there isn't anything else that we missed. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. All, all right. right. Until next time, I'm Steve Ellsworth. I'm Brett Dubuff. And we'll talk again in what probably won't be as long an edition of Lace Em Up podcast uh, next time. Uh, yeah. I think we'll be getting back to the once-a-week yeah. uh, timetable, uh, which would uh, take us to episode 43. Um, but so it, until then, uh, keep yeah. watching us, uh, keep uh, following us on Facebook and, uh, and liking us on Twitter. And um, we'll have several other hockey news to report. Hopefully not as many World Cup injuries the next time yeah, we uh, we'll see. Back. Well, we'll we'll talk about the World Cup probably in the next yeah, episode. Probably um, still yeah. because it's coming up. And, um, yeah, and, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, and you'll have a lot, of, lot to listen to, three hours worth. Uh, we were away for a bit, and now we're back with three hours, so um, yeah, in, take folks. that. It's going to be exciting ten months ahead. Exactly. Um, it's a fun time now. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you in episode 43. See ya. Go Red Sox.